Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life uh, doing another episode for season 13. I think this is going to be episode 11. And uh, I have uh, been avoiding uh, this particular episode for a long time. Uh, it's kind of been on purpose. Didn't exactly, didn't exactly know how to, uh, how to go about it. Because, quite frankly, in my own journey towards the mature masculine, achieving the four archetypes of the mature masculine, king, warrior, magician, lover, etc., I, um, this is definitely the archetype that I'm lacking the most. And oftentimes, I feel like I'm being a hypocrite when I talk about it. Um, so, I figured now would probably be the best time. I just freshly come back from uh, my third uh, trip to Vegas in my life. And uh, it was for uh, some work uh, that I was doing. And uh, I uh, was at a, uh, uh, a NetApp uh, user group and I was a presenter or a speaker there at the user group and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't been around. Uh, if you notice over the last two weeks, um, my uploading frequency has gone down and quite frankly, it's going to remain down for yet another week because uh, I'll be traveling next week for Thanksgiving and having Thanksgiving with my family, which I haven't had in many years. So it's kind of a new thing for me. But I mean, I just gotta be real with you folks. Um, the uh, this archetype of the mature masculine is uh, definitely, you know, it seems to be the uh, more out of reach uh, for me than uh, the other um, the other archetypes. Um, and by now, you're obviously asking, like, okay, now why is he in the car in the dark? Well, um, it was uh, the most convenient uh, private place uh, for me to uh, film this particular lecture. It's getting really cold out here. Yes, I get it's in California, but in the Bay Area, it can get pretty cold at night. Wasn't able to go to the park, and uh, I'm not exactly comfortable filming something like this in uh, my makeshift studio right now. So, uh, given as to how you know serious of a discussion this is, and uh, and I get that you know many of you are watching this, and uh, some of you are men, some of you are women. Uh, this particular lecture is definitely aimed towards the men, uh, and uh, but it can definitely benefit you know the, the female viewers because then you have additional standards and practices by with which uh, you can hold your uh, fellow men to uh, standards, expectations. Uh, Accountability. Accountability is everything, especially when it comes to uh, comes to men, etc. And a lot of my life, I've definitely um, been lacking, been lacking in accountability. Um, so up until you know, I started having children. Uh, I will say that uh, having children is definitely the highest uh, form of uh, accountability that exists. And uh, it's why oftentimes I feel really guilty, you know, with my effie child that, uh, you know, I'm not being the best father in the world because I'm not near my little ones on a daily basis. Um, although I do my best, you know, sometimes even I know that my best is just not good enough, quite frankly. And that's just how the world goes. And yet I hear before you as 
a complete total hypocrite because on one hand I'm preaching fatherlessness and on the other at the same time like I've basically become part of the problem and that definitely is the part of myself that I hate the most hands down so uh that leads us to uh this archetype <laughs> which it's uh the most difficult one for me I'll admit um this archetype this is uh this is according to King Warrior Magician Lover uh by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette got to give credit where it is due and uh yeah the lover archetype of the mature masculine if you're a man and you desire to reach uh the mature masculine uh you definitely um, want to make sure that you master this archetype. Now, I would like to say, though, uh, regarding this particular archetype, it really is a process of development, reaching the mature masculine. And I want to go through that first, because before I get into defining what the lover archetype is, because oftentimes when men don't have their rite of passage and men are basically man-children and they're stagnated into their uh, boyhood or their man-child-related uh, behavior, uh, that's, that's been a consistent issue. Um, well, why? It's because they develop the lover archetype first, and then they do magician, and then they do warrior, then they do king. And even Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette have actually admitted to this. Um, and uh, some of their supporters have admitted to this, that, that men are developing these archetypes backwards. This is why I maintain, you know, you probably shouldn't be banging a woman until you've at least figured out king and marginally figured out warrior, at a minimum, men, because... If you have king, you have your own castle, you have your own job, you have your own car, you have your own uh, your own place, basically. You know, you are producing, you're being productive, you are being generative. Generative is a big deal, right? Be generative. But, you know, it's nice to be generative, but it still is lacking something. It's definitely lacking something. Uh, and this is, this is some area of my life that is definitely lacking in something, uh, for sure. You know, uh, I like to assign uh, men, uh, you know, or these archetypes, you know, king or queen or warrior or mother or uh, magician or matron, you know, and then obviously the lover archetype for, for men. I like to assign these like levels, uh, levels of like one through four. Four means that you've basically completed the archetype. And then, you know, one being you've started the process of the archetype. And right now, I kind of see myself as like level three for king. And then uh, for warrior, I'd see myself as about two for magician, definitely a four. I think I've definitely got magician pretty well handled at this point. Now, of course, that's debatable, and some of you may debate me on that, and that's okay. I'm Throw the criticism in my direction. Criticism is only, you know, I grow from it. You don't see me on my YouTube channel or a podcast or basically anywhere deleting comments from people that disagree with me. I mean, I'll delete a couple of comments here and there if they're like personal attacks or overtly disrespectful to myself or the audience. That is not really useful. But for the sake of discussion, I'm not going to, you know, delete criticism. That's just that's just dumb. Uh, 
I saw something on Instagram today where uh, Mel Robbins basically said, uh, you know, the, the secret to success is failure. And she's 100% correct. The secret to success is absolutely failure, right? And it's nice that when I fail, I have, you know, you, the audience, pointing out my failures to me and uh, being like, hey, uh, you know, you've been, uh, you failed here or you need to do this or maybe you should try editing your videos, etc. Like, I listen to that. I listen to everything. And quite frankly, to you, the audience, I, I hang off of every word. I read every comment new comments that is i really struggle with replies and if i'm not listening to your replies okay sure you know please put them up again but i definitely read every comment and i hang off of every word of this audience every day so be that as it may you know magician would be four okay and then lover for me it's honestly it's honestly a one i'll admit it it's a one it's a one for a lot of reasons um and I'll uh, share exactly why that is the case. So, but remember, the process of development for King Warrior Magician Lover, typically in first world society uh, amongst men, it's backwards. It's done completely backwards instead of forwards, which is, you know, starting with King. So remember that and remember how important that is. So anyway, let's get down to uh, defining... Uh, the lover archetype uh, after dropping all this uh, preface and foundation first. So the lover is uh, not just about sex and romance or love for family or friends, you know, or it's, it, it's really not, it's really not just about like your relationship with a woman, right? It's, it's family, it's friends, it's, it's good food, it's good drink, obviously women, of course, uh, driving fast, Basically enjoying life, really, really enjoying life and actually taking a moment to enjoy, right? And that's a, that's a very serious uh, thing uh, for men to do because either men enjoy way too much or they don't enjoy, they don't enjoy enough, basically. And uh, there, there's a variety of reasons as to why that is the case. Um, but, you know, the lover archetype also has, you know, mastery over one's own mo emotion or feeling. Uh, they, they understand their ideals, what they're about, what they stand for, basically. Uh, the cause that which um, a man would, would take up upon themselves and fight for. Uh, it's also being sensual, sensuality. Um, Basically, it's, it's a man who's in touch with using his senses in all areas of his life. Um, and that's all of his senses. And it's not just the five senses, right? You know, where like, you know, touch, smell, what you see, it's uh, what you hear. It's also, you know, using your intuition as well, those types of sensing. And uh, the lover really exists as an archetype for a man to experience a complete life, to experience every component of life. And this is really represented in, I think, the Hindu god Shiva, you know, and, and Shiva, who uh, I believe is like the god of death or whatnot, and then like, you know, has a relationship with a man, a sexual relationship with a man, and then ends up, you know, at the point of, of orgasm, cutting the man's head off. Now, correct me if I'm wrong if I'm getting my mythologies mixed up there, but I believe that's how the story goes. 
And the cutting of the man's head off, it's about death, right? It's really about death. And, and orgasm, the original root word, the root meaning of the word orgasm actually translates into the, the phrase little death, right? Just like the Chinese call sex flowery combat with their word. It's, that's basically how they describe sex. It's flowery combat. Well, that that can be a problem, right? Um, because when you're trying to understand uh, the lover, it's all about completeness. Men, we're trying to seek completeness or, or an end, you know, that we want to get to the end of our life and knowing that we've lived a complete life. With women, it's it's opposite of that. Women, it's completely different. They want to keep life going. They want to keep it going and make it last as long as possible. But from a man's standpoint, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to reach completion, right? And it's kind of like when you actually look at sex just alone by itself, you know, man, they're trying, they, they get to orgasm and then they ejaculate and then it's over. There's complete, there's completion. But women have a tendency to actually potentially keep going and, and have multiple orgasms, et cetera, because they're trying to keep that energy going. That, that feminine energy just keeps everything going, as we've discussed earlier in the season for season 13. Uh, but with men, it's different. They're trying to reach. They're trying to reach completion, basically, and uh, and completion means so much. So it's all about living a complete life. And the lover archetype, after one gains mastery of of the lover archetype, it's the the man themselves realizes at the end of their life that yes, I have lived a complete life. I did not put limitations on myself. Uh, I did not allow others to put limitations on me. And I gave myself permission to be who I was and without excuses and without being ashamed and without feeling guilty about it and then moving forward, right? So a man in touch with the lover archetype ends up feeling deeply, whether these feelings are of joy or pain. Now, this is very interesting because oftentimes our society or people in our society are constantly focused on avoiding pain as much as possible. And I'm here to tell you that pain is insanely useful. In fact, quite frankly, it's more useful than joy or pleasure at the end of the day because through pain, we actually gain wisdom. And it's through wisdom that we can have full understanding of the power of love. For us to actually understand love and use love to even know what it is, we have to have the wisdom, enough wisdom to understand it. This goes back to the Garden of Eden with uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. And in the Garden of Eden, uh, you know, you have these two freshly made human beings who don't even actually understand love. They don't even know how good they have it in the garden, right? And then they get kicked out of the garden. And then they start to realize just how bad things really, really are, you know. You don't know you don't know any of that until you have loss. You know you don't understand the importance of heat until you're in the cold, where there's an absence of heat. Right? Absence is love is a very painful thing, but it gives you the wisdom to try to understand it, so that you actually understand what love means and why it is important. Right? And you can't have that understanding without wisdom, and you can't gain wisdom without pain or suffering. So quite frankly, you can't really have love without pain or suffering in your life. You can't understand what love actually is. So a man who is in tune with joy and in tune or and or in tune with pain, he is able to access the lover archetype because if you understand pain, you know what's missing and you seek after it right? 
and that allows you to potentially unlock life and actually enjoy life for all it has to offer. The world, this earth, is a very amazing place and it's rich and full of tons of wonders and experiences. Not that most of the emo, very young, emo, depressed children watching this or listening to this would definitely debate me on that. But that's a fact. Y'all need to grow up, by the way. Just saying. And yeah, your life's hard and it sucks, but guess what? It's the same for everybody else. You know, you're going to be in the ditch for a while. How about you grow some stones and get out of the ditch and keep moving forward, even though people are driving by you and you're just walking naked, freshly out of the ditch, left for dead, and everyone else is going farther. Stop looking at them and look at yourself. Just focus on putting one foot after the no after another. That'd be nice, right? So, you know, the lover archetype when you're when you're when you're aware of uh, you know your joy or pain, it's what really makes you feel alive. I mean, this is why in some cases people cut themselves because the pain teaches them or shows them that they can feel alive, basically because they feel dead inside. Now, I'm not advocating for cutting yourself by any means. Like seriously, don't do that. That's retarded. I actually one of the women that I had a, a sexual relationship with for a long time. I actually caught her cutting herself at one point in time. And that was one of the worst memories I've ever had. And I will never forget that. It was a very painful experience. Um, I took the knife out of her hand and, you know, threw it away from her and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, I will never forget that scar. And I don't think that scar will ever heal, uh, quite frankly. But to be honest, I don't ever want it to either because I always want to be able to remember that. That's the thing about pain. Because I got a lot of pain in my life. I got, I got pain from... Um, I got pain from being the fat kid in school and being weighing almost 20 stone uh, around uh, my high school age. Um, I dealing with the fact that my parents were not really happy that I was an ENTP and and then also dealing with, uh, you know, some um, some sexual abuse in my life. Uh, and then uh, additional pain later, uh, having student loan debt like crazy, which caused me to end up being homeless. And I struggled with homelessness uh, a couple times in my life, um, two times specifically, uh, and two, two major ones, we'd say. Um, but, you know, I got through it. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, struggles with health problems. Ever since 2006, I've been dealing with some uh, you know, some health issues here and there, um, you know, got through that, survived that, etc. I even actually almost died when I was four years old because I had an appendectomy because my appendix exploded and I ended up getting sepsis and I almost died as they are operating on me as a four-year-old, right? So, uh, yeah, I gotta love, gotta love Generation X, uh, and their manufactured food. <laughs> anyway, um, artificial food um so be that as it may uh it's i wouldn't trade my pain for anything i would not train my pain i would not trade it for anything in the world because my pain is who i am my pain and all of my failures and all of my flaws and all of my screw-ups it's quite frankly the most important thing to me is my pain and I'm sure one day, you know, when I when I reach joy and I reach happiness and I finally actually achieve happiness, because I'll be honest, like, I've only really experienced happiness just a few times in my life. 
But each of those memories, when I did, I treasure them and I treasure them forever because those are like the greatest treasures, right? But my pain is also my treasure too because my pain gives me wisdom, right? I wouldn't be talking to you actually at all without facing my bout of homelessness uh, that I had. Uh, you know, I lost my job in the crash of 09 and, and 2010 and then I uh, couldn't get rehired. I was a graduate fresh out of, uh, out of school, trying to do what I could. Uh, I was also arrogant and stupid and uh, ended up losing everything in the process. Uh, but because of that, you know, a man came up to me, offered me a, a you know, a, a small minimum wage job to do some stuff for him. And through him, I met a coworker who also worked with him and that coworker, basically stripped down all of my knowledge that I had of Myers-Briggs type indicator and taught me real Jungian analytical psychology. And he became my first mentor, right? So, and I'm very thankful for him. I'm very thankful uh, for, uh, um, for what uh, Mr. Bryant did for me uh, in those days and, and him mentoring me and actually showing me the ropes of manhood. You know, he was an ESTP after all, and ESTPs, they have this thing where they like to make fellow men stronger. And he saw me as a weakling and he definitely made me stronger for it. It's a very painful process, but it was definitely worth it in the end. So again, like I wouldn't even be here talking to you right now, recording this uh, YouTube uh, or podcast lecture uh, for you to peruse. I wouldn't even be here without the pain in my life, right? So pain is very significant, very, very significant in as much as joy is very, very significant. Um, I, I have some very, very, uh, you know, some very important treasured memories like the time my son was born. That was incredible. Same thing with my daughter, um, or uh, my first girlfriend. Uh, actually, um, she was definitely an incredible woman and um, uh, someone that I miss every single day. Um, if you ever seen that film, uh, A Walk to Remember, right? Uh, well, that was kind of like my life almost in high school. I met her in high school. I took her to prom and everything. We actually saw Star Wars Episode Three together. It was like one of the best dates ever. And um, she ended up breaking up with me, actually. Gosh, when she broke up with me, I was completely destroyed. I, I, could even, I couldn't even think, I couldn't even handle it because I absolutely loved her. I would have given my life for that woman. I definitely planned on one day being able to, you know, reach king and warrior and magician, you know, earn enough money, get a ring for her, put a ring on her finger, the whole nine yards, right? And then she breaks up with me and she tells me like, you know, I can't get in the way of your life. I can't get in the way of, of your world. You're gonna go out there, you're gonna get an education, you know, cause I was going to like university in um, in Fremont, California, in, in the Bay Area, right? Which funny, I actually live out here again after swearing I'd never come back and yet here I am, right? <laughs> A lot of good that did me. But, um, you know, my first girlfriend, uh, you know, her name was Molly, she's a fantastic woman. Uh, she, uh, you know, uh, she broke up with me and she said it's because she didn't want to get in the way of my life and I was going places and she, and, I, and I just didn't even understand that. It didn't even make any sense to me at all. It was like, are you kidding me? Like, I love you and I know you do love me too. Like, seriously, why? But I didn't understand. And she kept up with the breakup. She cut me off and wouldn't really have anything to do with me anymore. And 
And I'm like, wow, this is horrible. And then shortly thereafter, she died of brain cancer. I didn't even know she had brain cancer. She never told me. But she died. So, you know, and in those days with her, I absolutely was happy, right? So this is just an example, you know, these, and, and I've had other, you know, happy moments here and there, but like very few, right? But they're very treasured, very important, right? And I'm sure plenty of you out there or watching or listening have similar memories like that as well. But then there's also a lot of pain, right? And pain is the default. And we have to understand that pain is important, especially in terms of the lover archetype. So hold on to your pain. Don't let go of it. And don't necessarily try to get away from your pain because if you get away from your pain and if you're avoiding pain, you're going to lack wisdom. And if you lack wisdom, you're not going to be able to understand or wield the power of love, the greatest power of all, the lover archetype, right? So, so remember, life... Everyone sees life in different ways. You know, FI users, FE users, they see life in terms of, you know, good or bad. This is a good thing. This is a bad thing. This is a valuable thing or a valueless thing, right? Or a TI, TE user views the entire world uh, from the point of view of true, false. This is true. This is false, right? Let me tell you something. Life is not about what is good or bad. Life is not about what is true or false. Life is about what is wise and what is not. That is what life is actually about but we're so focused on ourselves and so focused on our immediate surroundings that we can't even figure that out we can't even realize that our cognitive functions that we've been given you know within our psychology it, it's not about determining what is a valuable thing or a good thing or a bad thing it's not about true or false it's really really about what is wise and what is not because through understanding what is wise then we could actually understand what love is and where love comes from and what love is for right? Just like in the Garden of Eden, you know, you, you don't really understand love until you have it taken away from you. That's the point. That's the point. You don't really understand immortality until you have it taken away from you, right? So there's, there's a lot to it. So, you know, a man in touch with the lover archetype, they're all about experiencing all of life, every component, every aspect of life that there is to offer, even discovering new ways to experience life. And it's all about being alive and feeling alive, right? And, you know, pain does that as much as joy, right? Feeling alive, being alive. So a man who, who is in tune with the love archetype, he feels alive. He's got vigor and, and vigor and, uh, and, uh, he, he's, uh, he's, He's an empath. He's, he's in tune with empath, you know, if he's an FE user, that is. If he's an FI user, he's a sympath, okay? Because FI is for sympathy. It's also for shame. FE is for empathy. It's also for guilt, right? So a man who is in tune with his lover archetype is able to actually feel these things and see the world through these ways, etc. you know? And, uh, and then as a result of that, they become socially capable, there's a lot of men listening to this uh, right now who would consider themselves not socially capable, especially those who have social anxiety. I'm talking to you, INTPs. I'm talking to you, ISTPs, especially with your FE inferiors, social anxious, social anxiety, or those of you that have SE inferior, INJs, same thing, right? You know, or um, there, <laughs> there's a lot of issues there. But remember, the lover archetype is all about living the complete life. It's about having a life of meaning and purpose. Purpose is everything. 
it's 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 not necessarily about good food and drink and and, and art and women, but it is of those things of, of of sure certainly, but it's it's about living free. I mean, rules are constraining. Like religion, it's constraining, which is kind of interesting because you know you look at religion, you know throughout. And uh, you compare it to what people said, and you have a lot of religions in the world who are all about rules and regulations, and if you do X, you get Y, etc., right? Those are the religions I avoid. I avoid all of that contact with spirituality, where if you do X, then you get Y. You know, it's like, no, that's, that's not really how it works, actually. It's, it's about personal growth and reaching integration and enlightenment um, while simultaneously, you know, understanding that it's a gift that is given to you it is not it is not something that you earn it's not really anything you earn we're we're not here to earn we are here to experience joy and to experience pain because it develops wisdom so that we can love people you can't love without wisdom right it's like in a yin and yang equilibrium right where love is the pliable yin in that case, and the wisdom is the yang, etc. Or you could even argue the vice versa, actually. Or wait, maybe they have primary and secondary components within the two of them. That sounds like a yin and yang to me. The point is, it's not about you know how we really see it. Life is so much more complex than that. It it, it really is. You know, a man in touch with uh, you know lover archetype. He's not constrained by rules. He, it's not about it's not about rules. It's not about dogma. I mean, Steve Jobs said it best. You know, don't be caught up in dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Do not do that. How about living with the results of your thinking and your heart? Why aren't you following your heart? That's what the lover archetype is all about. You have to follow your heart, right? So this is very important, you know, what happens when you follow your heart? What happens when you're in tune with your pain? What happens when you're in tune with your joy? What is proof? What is the actual living proof that a man has that he is living in the lover archetype in fullness? What is the proof? The proof is this, his creativity. Creativity is the byproduct or the proof of love. Where a man understands his purpose, he understands his meeting, or he's having joy, or he's suffering in pain, and then he creates something to help ease his pain, or he creates something to give himself more joy, right? And then he shares it with people out of love, right? But it takes wisdom to create, doesn't it? To create something new that hasn't doesn't exist anymore, right? It takes wisdom. Huh. Interesting how pain is the source of wisdom, right? So understand, understand that you want, it's all about living that complete life. The lover archetype is about achieving that complete life. You know, don't get caught up in dogma. Don't get caught up in workaholism. That's my biggest issue. I'm a workaholic. I work so much time. I don't even take a rest. I, I'm exhausted. And you can see me right now, I'm I'm burning out. You can see me, uh, you know, filming this YouTube video or in these podcasts, whatnot. I'm just being straight with y'all. I am burning out. It's true. 
I barely get any rest. I've been through a lot the last uh, four or five, well, last nine, ten weeks, actually. It's been pretty rough for me, right? But I still keep going. I still keep going because I love you. I love all of you very much. I love this audience. I love what you've done and that you're listening to me. And, uh, and I listen to you as well. And that you are on board with potentially helping me change the world. And to bring more love into the world. And I'm trying to do this by eliminating fatherlessness. Because if I eliminate fatherlessness, then the mature masculine is preserved in the boys. And then they will become men. Real men. Men who are not afraid of suffering. Men who are steadfast. Men who are kings, warriors, magicians, and lovers. Who will bring about a better tomorrow. And as a result of also people understanding each other and understanding their own nature and the natures of every other human being they come into contact with, right? See, that is my purpose. That is my gift to the world. And I know that it will ease everyone else's pain and bring them great joy when they have that understanding. As a result, it is my mission to create this and give it to you and share it with you. Maybe perhaps ask you to help me create it along the way. So that's what my purpose is. That is what my meaning is. That is how I am seeking out the complete life. What are you doing? You know, in order to understand how you can love somebody, you have to understand your own suffering. You have to understand where your joy is. You have to understand where your pain is. You need to be in tune with both. What hurts you? What hurts you the most? I'll tell you some things that hurt me. I'll tell you right now. I'll be straight. Like, <laughs> One of the biggest things that hurts me, like I, I, I used to go to bars a lot and, um, you know, as an ENTP, like I have SE demon, which basically automatically makes me, you know, the creepiest looking guy in the room. It just does like by default. And I'll be, you know, and it's one of the most hurtful things ever. When a woman walks right up to you and says to you like straight in the face, wow, you're like a creeper. Are you going to like throw me your car and murder me, you know, or something like that? And I'm like, wow, I've actually had that happen to me like multiple times. It's pretty freaky. But yeah, you know, like, you know, understand your pain and where it comes from, right? So, you know, and I've had to grow. I, I've had to grow out of like dressing like a mafia hitman and uh, looking like, you know, something somewhat presentable because I'd constantly get those reactions to people. It's called being adaptable, right? And, and then as a result, I end up creating my own style, right? Creativity as a result of pain, right? And then there's creativity as a result of joy. I've seen joy in people's lives. You know, I get a lot of hate mail on a regular basis, but you guys, you don't see the thank you letters that I get from people about how I'm changing their lives. There's a woman recently who told me, I haven't talked, I haven't spoken to my son in 20 years. And after watching your lectures, I've finally been able to actually speak to my son. You know, that that's amazing to me, right? Uh, or uh, people who were considering getting a divorce and then they decided not to because they actually understand each other now and they're able to meet each other's needs. Or someone who's like finally able to have the courage to divorce and get out of an abusive relationship. You know, like all those things, you know, happen as a result. This is, this is, my, this is my meaning. This is my deepest gift. Now, remember, when I talk about deepest gift, I'm referring to, you know, what David Data says in The Way of the Superior Man. Definitely a book I recommend this audience read, especially in conjunction with season 13 as we talk about it. Because David Data, he actually describes the lover archetype at length within his book and uh, talks about the dance between the masculine and the feminine and how, uh, you know, the man's deepest gift, his, his deep, meaningful purpose 
is the lover archetype and how it can manifest and how it can be brought, you know, brought into play. And it's as a result of understanding a man's joy and understanding a man's pain and being understanding what that is for you personally, men. So it goes it goes uh beyond that so when you're in your when you're in your uh, lover archetype it's about um it's about to being fully present um it's about you having um self-respect right we talk about the four pillars of self-intimacy you gotta establish your needs you have to understand your standards you have to understand your boundaries and then you know your personal goals right the four pillars of self-intimacy and then, and then after that you have the roof that go above the pillars and that's self-respect right so men make sure you have self-respect like for example i have a standard you know i i have a standard of you know if if i'm if i'm going to get married to someone they have to be a healthy person that's a personal standard that i have right and i'm not ever going to break that standard for example and and that's a boundary that i put up with any you know women that i have intimate relationships with because it's like hey if i'm going to be putting a ring on your finger i expect you to be healthy as healthy if not even more healthy than me and you know to give you run for money for your money i'm always going to make sure that i'm healthy if not healthier than you just to make sure that that pressure is always there because i don't ever want you to wake up one day and think it's okay to just let your body go like so many women do for example right no man wants that men want their women to be beautiful forever indefinitely and it is possible i've seen it with my own eyes I've seen, I've had a 73 year old woman talking to me and she was very fine. And then at the same time, she tells me that her youngest daughter is only 21. And I'm like, but you're in seventies. What? 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 So just to give you an idea, like those miracles can happen, but those miracles are replicatable, very replicable. So anyway, so let's talk about how the lover archetype can actually turn into a total disaster and go into its shadow modes. There's two shadow modes to it. There's the addicted lover, and then there's the impotent lover. So the addicted lover, it's like it's a constant joy fest. They're um, they're eternally restless. I actually know somebody. Uh, he's an ESTP. Uh, lives in uh, Canada. He's definitely what I would call the addicted lover. He's uh, over. He has overinflated expectations about everything. For some reason, he thinks that uh, watching Netflix is going to, and constantly, constant Netflix, over and over and over and over again, you know, is going to make him into a, a better man and have more knowledge. For example, and he is also telling me about how, um, you know, no one will respect him if he doesn't have, you know, any any experiences, you know, to share with them, etc. you know, and it's like, well, how about you just create new experiences on the fly instead of like trying to fill yourself with things that may or may not be applicable at a later date anyway, you know, um, and you know, these, these people end up becoming super mega sensual, the addicted lover. They don't, they don't know what they're searching for. They can't follow through or focus on anything. They're a collector of experiences, possessions, or women. Uh, my ESTP cousin before he got married, Oh my goodness, his little black book. He's got the name, email, and phone number of every woman he has ever banked. And it's in the hundreds, like 600 women. It's huge, unbelievable numbers. I remember years ago, it was like 413 or something like that. And then, you know, plenty more after that. It's lots of women. Constant as collector experiences, possessions, and it just became an obsession, an absolute obsession. And so he was the addicted lover, and he could never reach, 
the uh, the lover archetype in fullness. And that's why when he was suffering pain in his life, he gets super mega depressed. And instead of channeling that pain and utilizing that pain for creativity to try to make a better now or better world or something better for himself or others around him, he just basically imploded and it became this major depressive mess and he got addicted to you know some drugs then he had to be on psychotropic drugs and antidepressants which destroyed his gut bacteria his microbiome he ended up getting unhealthier and it just went way down south for him he started gaining weight it was just absolutely horrible for the guy you know and this is a family member right it wasn't until he got out of his addicted lover and he get and went into his lover side with with fullness that he was actually able to prevent all those risky, rough behaviors, you know, and not be that collector of experiences and not be so obsessive all the time, right? And then there's the impotent lover, you know, someone who's depressed, flat, dead inside feeling. Uh, they have no passion for life, no libido, um, constantly... Um, in seek of like yang energy, they need yang, yang energy, they're constantly in the yin side, whereas the addicted lover is like constantly in the yang side, like it's way too much yang, not enough yin, whereas you know the impotent lover is way too much yin and not enough yang, basically, and it's completely unbalanced. Both sides of this archetype are completely unbalanced. And the impotent lover, you know, you think any woman's gonna be satisfied by an impotent lover? Nope. I mean, like even even guys even psychologically like when you're in the bedroom like if you're just not there mentally if you're just not there you're going to be impotent and you're not going to be able to perform you're just not going to be able to because if your mind is not in if your mind is not right and if it's not in the right place you shouldn't even be in that situation anyway and then she's going to be unsatisfied and then she's going to judge you for it right like so why put yourself in that situation to begin with you know instead maybe you should be focusing on channeling your joy or your pain to be creative right gain wisdom so that you can actually love her appropriately right but again it's not the lover archetype is not just about your relationship with women it's just everything it's knowing what your favorite pack of cigarettes is it's knowing what your favorite kind of alcohol is it's about what your favorite car is or what is your favorite or it's about just experiencing, you know, life here on this planet, imagining what it is to be an ant. That's actually something that Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette point out specifically in their book, King Warrior Magician Lover. It's just imagining what it is to actually be an ant or an animal, right? And uh, and, and having that experience, uh, you know, and it's not necessarily about sensual things either. It's, it's also spirituality. There's a huge spiritual component to the lover, right? And your relationship with, with, with God, for example, is very, you know, in tune with the lover. It's not just with the magician. It's also with the lover as well. Loving God, right? And loving your family, right? And giving to your family. The lover archetype is all about giving and giving your deepest purpose and giving your deepest meaning and being meaningful in everything that you do, right? But if you're too busy, stuck at a dead-end job, not going anywhere, maybe you should just burn your boats. Tony Robbins said something very, very, very significant um, for the lover archetype. Uh, I saw something that uh, he talked about uh, that was just really profound, you know? And he's like, you know, Cortez, he, he showed up in the new world and he was going to conquer things, but he didn't, he thought his men's morale was not good enough after showing up, you know, in South America. So he had his men burn their boats. 
they burn the boats because that means the men were committed. And Tony Robbins, he goes on and he's the NFB. He goes on to say, you know, people, when they're faced with death or success, you know, they tend to succeed, which is true. You know, when people are, are, are facing, you know, that they're going to die or succeed, they tend to succeed. That's a fact. Maybe, you know, in order for you to enjoy life, maybe you should be willing to burn your boats. Maybe you should be willing to activate your superego to burn your life down in its current form and rebuild it anew, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you should be watching some of the other lectures. You know, that's what the superego is for. Just be careful. It has a lot of collateral damage and there is no turning back. There is no turning back when you do that. But, you know, if you're really unhappy, it's an option. It's an option on the table. Your happiness is your choice. Happiness is a choice. You have to take action. And you can, like an alchemist, transmute that pain into creativity and you could turn it into gold and make it happy. Make you happy. Make other people happy, specifically as a result of your pain. A lot of people in religious circles call this uh, turning your misery into your ministry, basically where you're actually going to other people and helping them as a result of the painful experiences that you've had in your life. That's everything for the, uh, the lover archetype. That's what it means. Be creative. You know, uh, another, another gentleman uh, talking about art, how art is, is, is truth. Art is, um, is your, your, your spoken language to, to prove that, you know, reality sucks. So here's something that's not real, really in reality right now but it's different, it's better, and it makes you feel good. It gives you that joy, right? Music, it's the same way. Creating music, right? Uh, listening to Taylor Swift, for example, uh, or uh, Tom York, for those of you wanting me to type Tom York uh, recently. Uh, yes, shout out to you, Alma. I definitely read everything you tell me. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, or... Uh, you know, and we just did Eminem recently, for example, but, but it doesn't matter. Like enjoy life guys, like seriously enjoy life. Now, why do I think I'm, you know, one in the lover realm? I honestly don't really enjoy life. I, and it, I, but let me, let me talk about that though. Why don't I? I don't for some very important reasons. One, I have a day job. I'm an engineer. I, I spend a lot of time doing that. And I'm also a father and I got my son and my daughter and I got to spend time on them. Of course, I got to raise them. It's my responsibility to do so. And then I'm building, you know, this company, this brand teaching Jungian analytical psychology and getting all of these, you know, all of the science, you know, into your hands so that you can have better relationships with people in your life. Right. That's very important to me as I'm trying to put a stop to fatherlessness and I work tirelessly to that end. Right. Yes, it will make me happy. And yes, I it does make me happy. And I'm very happy to be here and happy to have this audience. And yes, I'm doing that. But I look at it this way. I got to have the hustle, right? And I'm hustling really hard. Sometimes I work 16-hour days every day. Like that's that's been a normal thing for me because I'm constantly trying to make sure that I get this done because it's very important to me, right? And this is me living in my fullness, right? But in terms of like the joy side, not very high, right? But the pain side, yeah, it's pretty high. But I am undergoing the process, right? 
I am undergoing the process of developing the lover archetype right before this audience's eyes. You can literally watch me do it, right? I am doing that because I am turning all the pain and suffering in my life and I am creating something better. And I'm sharing that with all of you. One of the greatest pains of my life is that I did not understand anyone. And certainly no one understands me. Nobody understands me. And you know what? As an ENTP, that's my second largest need. My first largest need is to be trusted and to be given the benefit of the doubt. But my that's my number one need. But my number two need is to be understood. And nobody, nobody understands me. Let's be honest. Nobody does right? But I'm sure many of you watching this and listening to this also have a similar experience. I wouldn't be surprised. So my theory was, since I so desperately want to be understood, right? My theory was that if I could cause and teach other people to understand themselves, in as much as I've been able to discover how to understand myself using Jungian analytical psychology, for example, as a result of understanding myself, right, then I would seek to understand others. And then maybe the golden rule would happen, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. I figure since very few people understand ENTPs, much less want to actually be around ENTPs, because ENTPs can be pretty rough, let's be honest. Uh, well, if, if that's the case, then Maybe, you know, if I see that guy's an ESTJ, I understand him and I treat him like an ESTJ, maybe he'll want to learn and maybe he'll actually understand that I'm an ENTP and treat me like an ENTP and actually be okay with me being an ENTP for once and actually understanding that and understanding my nature, being okay with my nature because they recognize that I'm an actual real person. They don't see me as someone who's wrong or flawed, right? Or someone who's abnormal, or someone who potentially has autism or Asperger's. You see? You know, of course, an ESTJ wouldn't necessarily really see it that way because they're, they're, they make up the majority. They're 40% of the population, right? And the part of the 70% sensing majority with their concrete what isn't-ness, right? And the what if people like me, we're the minority, right? So we get the short end of the stick. My theory was is that if I teach this audience and teach everybody as much as many people as I can how to understand themselves, how to know thyself, know themselves, so that and then know others, then maybe they would be able to actually finally treat others the way they want to be treated. Hi, I'm an ISFJ and I see you're an ESFP, so I'm going to treat you like an ESFP, hoping that you'll treat me as an ISFJ and be okay with me being an ISFJ. And the ESFP is like, thank you for treating me the way that I am and understanding who I am. And then because of that, I'm definitely going to be doing that for you. And it becomes reciprocal, right? So that's what I'm trying to do here, folks. This is my lover archetype. Not developed yet, but I'm in the process. One day, I'll definitely have time to enjoy life and go to the Froyo bar or go paddle boarding or, you know, go on a vacation. I haven't really been on a vacation, but I work very hard and I'm taking the pain in my life and I'm transmuting it with creativity and turning it into wisdom so that I can understand love and then use love because love is the most powerful thing in all of the cosmos. And wisdom is what you need to get to it. That's why wisdom is such an, is the most important substance because you can't understand love, much less use love properly or the lover archetype without having wisdom first. This is why the magician or the matron archetypes come before the fourth archetype.
which, you know, for men, it's lover, right? That's what it means. That's what it's about, right? So understand that. Understand the importance of the lover archetype. Are you not enjoying your life right now? Are you unhappy? Okay, most of you are. But guess what? That's okay. Take that pain and create something out of it. If you don't know what it is, figure it out. If you don't know what makes you most happy, that's fine. Then look at what makes you most pained and work on that until you figure out what makes you most happy. You got to have the four pillars of self-intimacy to get those goals right. If you don't know what to do, fine. You will find out. Let me give you some recommendations, right? Read every book written by Gary Vaynerchuk. He wrote Crush It and Crushing It. I'm, I'm just about to finish Crushing It. I'll be done very soon, probably in a day or two. Uh, read that and also read Lean Startup by Eric Reese. Read those three books. You'll have everything that you need to know to get started, basically, once you actually find out that one thing that you're going to be doing, whatever that is, right? Men, you have to do this. Be the lover. Don't be impotent like I was, because when I was in the shadow mode of the lover archetype, before I was even developing the lover archetype, I was the impotent lover. I mean, of course I was. I was, I weighed 20 stone, right? And <laughs> yeah, pathetic, weak, incapable, lacking, having no libido whatsoever, right? Understand that this is a problem, a serious problem. So take back your libido, create things, use your pain, use your joy. If you got joy, great, use it, share it with other people. If you got pain, use it, create something, share it with others, understand your meaning, understand your purpose, your deepest gift in life, and give it to other people. Have self-respect. Do not allow yourself to be constrained by dogma or rules, regulations, right? These social norms that people put on us, you know, like, like for example, um, even like the institution of marriage, etc., and 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 legal marriage, you know, and the influences from the Catholic Church or the influences of the marriage license, which was created by like a king who wanted to marry his cousin, and he created a marriage license to make it legal for him to do that, etc. Like, what a farce! That's not what true love is all about. Remember, love your neighbor as yourself. But in order to love your neighbor, you have to love yourself first, which means you need to be responsibly selfish. You have to be willing to take care of yourself, right? Something that I am still learning how to do today. All of you have, many of you have told me, hey, you need to take better care of yourself. You're burning out. You're right. I do. I do need to take better care of myself. It's one of my weaknesses. You see it every day. Uh, you see it sometimes, you know. And that's why I haven't putting out much videos because I've been focusing on taking care of myself and trying to get additional sleep and trying not to be sick and trying to have self-respect in that regard, right? And next week, you won't hear very much from me either because I'm going to be having Thanksgiving with my family for many, and I haven't had that in many years. It's going to be the first time in a long time, right? So understand like how important this is. It's all about understanding your deepest gift what makes you meaningful? And it's either your joy or your pain. You know, I know this, this lecture is very focused on pain, but that's because the majority of us are in pain and very few of us are actually joyful. But if we want to have a joyful world, especially with this holiday season coming up, 
I recommend you start turning that pain through creativity to create something good for everyone else, to create something that eases our pain or brings us joy because of what you have suffered in your life. Remember, failure and suffering is the default, but failure and suffering brings wisdom, and that will ultimately lead to love as a result of having such understanding. And that is the importance, the true importance of the lover archetype. And then once a man has completed the lover archetype, he literally has reached the mature masculine. So men, when you reach the mature masculine in fullness, raise up other men into it as well and become leaders of this world and take back your personal sovereignty. Never allow anyone to disrespect you again, especially yourself. And then as a result, make decisions, make decisions financially, uh, with your relationships, romantically, uh, parentally, uh, education-wise, politically. Make decisions from the perspective of personal sovereignty because you cannot have personal sovereignty without the mature masculine or the mature feminine if you are a female, right? Personal sovereignty is important so that you do not allow anyone to get in the way of you meeting your needs and you respect your own self you know, your own personal sovereignty by having personal standards and you enforce boundaries and borders from other human beings so that they do not inhibit you from meeting your needs. And then you have personal goals so you can finally get what you want and what you dream of. And let me tell you, folks, I got a lot of dreams and I work hard every day, 16 hour days, some days specifically to make those dreams come true. And you know what? I'm definitely every step of the way going to be bringing this audience alongside with me as I make that happen so that you also, because you're a member of my audience, will be able to make your dreams come true. That is my commitment and my conviction before you today. Anyway, if you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, if you would like to support us on the podcast, uh, I think the podcast has a support link. You can uh, support us there. Uh, we're also going to be releasing a Patreon very soon. Uh, so, uh, thank you all for your patience on that. There's going to be some pretty cool goodies that are going to be available for that. And we're definitely going to be growing, uh, from there. Uh, if you would like to look into books and source material, it's posted on my website at csjoseph.life. Just check out the books, uh, and, uh, you're good to go from there. Uh, if you would like to join our Discord server to get on our live streams uh, for how to type as well as uh, our Q&A session that we do every week, it is uh, just join our Discord. The link is in the video description. If you would like to go to our meetup group uh, to show up at our meetups, uh, which will potentially be throughout the country, it's in the uh, Bay Area uh, psychology, philosophy, politics uh, discussion group. Uh, you probably have to look up in near San Francisco and meetup.com to get on the group. But the link is also in the video description as well. So thank you all for joining me tonight. And thank you all for uh, allowing me to share some of my pain with you. It's important to me that uh, you understand that I am a real human being. I am not uh, I am not a god and I am not, uh, I'm just a man. I'm just a man that hurts as much as every one of you, every single one of you, especially you men out there who are struggling uh, with like with being a man child like I did for so long and are struggling in their path towards the mature masculine Which is where I presently am as I struggle every day trying to reach the mature masculine trying to reach integration trying to reach that enlightened state, right? so
you know, thank you for joining me on this journey and let's continue to do so for the benefit, for the betterment of our world and for a better tomorrow for our children and future generations. Have a good night.